0: All right, men, good morning, everybody. I hope you're doing well. David Hill is uh, on vacation in Costa Rica, uh, celebrating his 30-year anniversary. That's pretty cool. So, uh, hey guys, a couple quick announcements, and we've got your Got Your Sick seminar that's coming up next week, it starts. The crisis management is the most important one. I know Jimmy Brown, Doc, is on the uh, Zoom here. We also picked up another mental health counselor. Please, guys, if you know somebody that needs to be there, this is open to all Ironmen, and also I would like you to take some of the flyers and give them out to our first responders. It is at the Hope Center up in Claremont. Starts at six o'clock to nine o'clock and there's two sessions on that. And we'd love for each and every one of you guys to be there to show support. So I'd love to have that. I'll make some more announcements as we go through. But as you know, a lot of the guys in Ironman are really connected to the Dream Center where Pastor Cooper is over at Family Church. I know Mosaic. I know a lot of the churches around help the Dream Center. So I had a meeting yesterday and one of the things that we want to do is, listen, our job isn't to fix the world, right? It's to speak into people's lives one person at a time. And the Dream Center, through a program, they have called Eight Waves is mentoring at least 20 kids from the East Winter Garden area. So when we met yesterday, one of the things we want to do is we want to give them a a Christmas party at the end of the year and one of the needs are little, like iPads, little Kindles. What we're going to do is we're going to set these Kindles up with specific programs that they have so they can interact with them for the after school so they can get the kids up to reading level, mathematics and all that kind of stuff is very important. I would love to see Ironmen come around and support that Christmas party. I'm budgeting about $2,500 for that so in the next couple weeks what we'll do is we'll announce a little bit how you can do that it may run through our windermere police department foundation so that we can help sponsor just so we can have one connection point on there but i think it would be really awesome and then aaron is aaron in here aaron's agreed already he's got if you don't know aaron does etching he's got all the special machines to etch your guns and weapons or or books or whatever he's going to etch these kids names into their Kindles. and also we could maybe put something on there a message from iron man or something like that i would really love to do that so more about that as we come up Also, November 17th. You no, know, we have lost some Ironmen in here. We always pray about those folks. I talked to Bob this morning. We continue to pray for Ron and his family. But November 17th, my wife and I, and I know a lot of churches around, are doing a special grief share. We'll be doing it at the Dream Center over there. We're doing 9.30 to 11.30 in the morning. And also Family Church is doing one at night. I think Mosaic is doing one coming up as well. This is a great opportunity if you have lost a loved one. Sometime this year, you know, the holidays are a very difficult time. Holidays are extremely, extremely difficult for people in those situations. And we just kind of want to walk around those folks. We want to help them, give them some ways and methods to kind of walk through the Christmas time and holiday time. So we'd love for them to join up for that. And all you got to do is go to griefshare.org. You can put in your zip code and a lot of them will pop up. But ours is going to be over there. Guys, a special note for the table captains. We have five Fridays this month. Five Fridays. So that means on the 22nd, we will not be here. We only do that a couple times a year. Table captains, traditionally, a lot of you guys will get together on your own, go out to a breakfast. We've delivered some beds. On a Friday, go fix a porch, do whatever it is you want to do. It's a great opportunity for you guys to get together and serve if you want to do that. So, 22nd. So, I wanted to remind you of that and open us up with a word of prayer, and then I'll introduce Jack, who's going to talk about the Ironman get together picnic that we got coming up. So, if you join me in prayer. Dear Larry, thanks for all the men in this room. It's just amazing in West Orange County of the faithful leaders that we have and the individuals and the men that are wanting to follow you and grow deeper into their faith. Lord, be with us today and be with us as we go throughout this week that we can love, learn, and lead through the gospel and your word that we hear this morning. It's your name we pray. Amen. Jack, you're up.
1: Good morning, guys. Two weeks from tomorrow, two weeks from tomorrow, October 23rd at Foundation Academy, the school, is our second annual Ironman picnic, family picnic. Man, we're excited. Keith told me last week there was a lot of trash talking going on about the donut contest. Military, first responders, everybody's saying they're going to win. So we decided that we would love to see at least one representative from every table in the contest. And then we'll find out, does size matter? There's a Vegas line coming out next week, so you can see who the favorites are. But really, guys, and you know. You can have more than one candidate. This is a fun day. We want to come out for a couple hours. It's 3.30 on October 23rd to Foundation Academy. We've got the fields out there. We're going to be outside. Mike, Kerr, Mike, where are you? See that guy in the hat? That's your chef of the day, man. Mike is an awesome guy. He'll be out with the grill, cooking up burgers and hot dogs. We'll have some pizza. This is a free event. This is free from Ironman, a gift back to you guys. We want you to bring your families. It's just a time like this morning of fun and fellowship and relaxation. If there's a game you got to watch because you're a college fan, bring your cell phone, man. We just want you there. It's all good. So there'll be some kickball, some fun, some cornhole. But that donut eating contest is what it's about. And we will crown the champion, and it better come from this room. That's all I'm saying. So guys, put it on your calendar two weeks from tomorrow, Saturday, 3.30 at Foundation Academy. Bring your family. If you want to use it as an outreach opportunity, to another friend or man to introduce him to the Ironman ministry, that would be outstanding. We welcome that. And now, Bernie, would you come and introduce our speaker?
0: Good morning. Actually, I am not the speaker this morning. To kind of follow the theme of getting the diversity of voices, I reached out to find the best voice that I knew of, who is also my pastor and during the week is the slugger of bugs. So I would like to introduce Sean Lagasse, who will be speaking on Wisdom
2: this morning. So he said the best voice, so clearly he was exaggerating. Yes, thank you very much. And Jack, size matters. Uh, We'll have to talk more about that later. Looking forward to that conversation. Absolutely thrills me to see the number of men in this room. Uh, That tells me right off the bat that you guys know a lot about wisdom. Wisdom is starting your Friday morning off surrounded by godly men. Some of the greatest wisdom that I've learned in my personal life begins with humility. As a younger guy, I had many occasions where my arrogance and my pride welled up and I felt like I was 10 feet tall and bulletproof. I think some of our first responders over there may encounter some of those guys on a regular basis. But isn't it crazy how when we were 16, we knew everything. We had all the answers. Mom and dad were so dumb. If only they could be as smart as we were. And then the older that we got, the more we realized just how much we didn't know. As I got older, I truly began to embrace the statement, you don't know what you don't know. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 6 does instruct us in this way and we can take it into a personal application where it says train up a child in the way he should go and even when he is old he will not depart from it. One of my questions this morning is are we wise as parents? Are we wise as parents? Did any of you feel like you knew everything when you were the age of 18? How dumb mom and dad were as I just mentioned? Have any of you had had that epiphany yet looks like we've got a few guys in here with hair gray like mine so have you had that epiphany yet that the older you get the more you realize how much you don't know if only I would have known and understood that I was young and full of arrogance and that I didn't know what I didn't know if only I had surrounded myself with men that were smarter than me taller than me was easy and maybe men that had more successful marriages, more successful parenting skills, more successful business skills, more successful walk with the Lord. Proverbs chapter 15:22 tells us that without counsel, plans go awry. But in the multitude of counselors, wisdom is established. What about emotionally? Have you grown emotionally? Maybe you've got that one guy in your circle that is just a big kid, continues to do dumb things. And it's fun to be around that guy. Everybody wants to have that guy in his group. And there's an old saying, the extra grace required guy. If you don't know who he is, it's probably you. (laughs) But at some point, we need to grow emotionally. How about spiritually? Do you have that one guy in your group that always seems to circle back into spiritual things? It always seems to tie a scripture or a biblical story into the conversation. If you don't have that guy in your life, he's in this room. Did you find that if you avoid these particular topics by immersing yourself in work, immersing yourself perhaps in your hobby, immersing yourself in your wood shop or your mechanical shop in the garage and just hope that these particular topics would go away, you lack wisdom. In 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 11, it describes this emotional state by saying, When I was a child, I spoke as a child, and I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I became a man, I put away childish things. Now, there's a tension that goes on there, I and mean, we have a donut eating contest up and coming we have a cornhole event up and coming we have a kickball event up and coming and I hope and pray that all you guys come out and party like children I hope you let your hair down a little bit and have a whole bunch of fun but the question that you need to ask yourselves or that I continue to ask myself is is there more depth To me, is there more wisdom in me again in the areas of spirituality, in the areas of parenting, in the areas of marriage, in the areas of business, in the areas of finance? Is there more wisdom in you, or are you still behaving as a child? It is great. To work, and if your identity is in your work, if who you are is directly related to your job, then I have to ask you: Do you think that that's wise? In Ecclesiastes, it does tell us that whatever your hand finds to do, do it with your might, for there is no work or device. Or knowledge or wisdom in the grave where you are going so the time to put your hand to the plow is now the time to work hard and set up your family for the future is now but more importantly the time to impact lives the time to leave a legacy the time to sharpen your children sharpen your wife sharpen your neighbors be engaged in the lost around you that time is now the Bible does tell us that pride comes before a fall At one point in my life, it was like a slot machine. I felt like I could sell anything, and then it shut off. I'll never forget it. My grandfather was the leader of our construction company down in Fort Lauderdale and sold for many, many years. And when he passed away, my father asked me if I would step into that role, gigantic shoes to fill. So I got on my knees and prayed and begged God to give me grace and wisdom. And all of a sudden, I began to sell and I began to sell and I began to sell, and the deals were coming in, the price tags were higher than ever, the relationships were growing and developing. And I began to look in the mirror and think to myself, man, I am the man. I could sell anything, I could sell dirt in the desert for top dollar. And don't you know, immediately the sales cut off. I promise you, like a water faucet, I couldn't sell water in the desert all of a sudden. And then humility came back. And fear set in. Oh my goodness, have I lost it? Is it over? Was that, was that my run? Man, that went quick. And I got back on my knees, needed God desperately again. Father, I've got bills to pay. I've got a family to feed. I need you. Please forgive me for my arrogance and my pride. And all of a sudden, that faucet turned back on again. And shortly thereafter, I forgot how, Dumb I was and did it again. Began to look in the mirror and check out my part and make sure my perfume was just right. and My hair was looking good. Man, I was the man. And don't you know the sales turned right back off again. And again, the Lord reminded me, Sean, you couldn't even brush your teeth without wisdom from me. Colossians chapter 3 verse 23. Whatever you do, work with all your heart as working for the Lord not for humans. There's so much going on in society today, political facts and fictions, which is it? Who is right? Who's telling the truth? World peace, (laughs) right? Pandemic. God, I want to be wise. I want to be free of mistakes as often as possible. Your word says, God, that you are concerned about us. Your word says that you know the number of hair on our heads, and so I need wisdom, God, in every category. And then he gave me the book of James, chapter one, verse five. And he tells us that if any of us lacks wisdom, this is God's word. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault, ask and it will be given to you. And so this morning we have three questions and I'm gonna read these questions before we get to the tables because as I pondered this week, Bernie gave me a shout and asked me to put this together and I began to think to myself, what are the areas in my life that I truly have at 54 years of age with four beautiful children and one grandson here and another granddaughter on the way? What are the categories that I would say I've achieved the most wisdom? Is it, is it in family? Have I become wise in family? How, how about in marriage? Am I, am I a good husband to my wife? What about parenting? Am I, a, am I a good parent? How about in business? Am I running a wise strategic business and last but certainly not? Least spiritual things. Would I say that I have the most wisdom in which of those categories? Question number two is Which area would I say that I have the least wisdom in? Am I the least wise in family? Am I the least wise in marriage? Am I the least wise in parenting, in business, or in spiritual things? And then this last one is an excellent question and one that I hope and pray that uh, resonates through all of your ears and heads for the next week uh, as you dialogue with one another in your businesses, in your homes, among your your friend groups, in your churches, what should or could I be doing to gain more wisdom? Bless you guys.
1: Thank you, Uncle Sean. We're going to spend the rest of the morning uh, in discussion at our respective tables around those questions that Sean just provided. I sent an email out to all the table captains last night with those questions. So if you did not receive an email, come and see me and I'll get you those questions. If not, table captains,
2: the floor is yours.